And so, Lord, we, uh, we pray as we look at John, chapter 11, verse 1, to chapter 12, verse 11, that you would be with us, you, you would guide us, and that we would walk more closely with you because of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I want to say something to the people who are listening to this. Um, you should have your Bible with you. And you should read the sections as we go along, because um, you won't be able to hear all of them being read. The first section is uh, John chapter 11, verses 1 through 16. Jesus decides to go to Bethany. This resurrection, it's actually not a resurrection. You, know, you, you need to clarify what that means. Uh, it's a resuscitation. But Jesus has done this before. Lazarus' resuscitation is not mentioned in the other Gospels, but there's the resuscitation of a 12-year-old girl from death. The, uh, the official's daughter, Jairus, I believe his name was. And there's the resuscitation of the son of a widow from Nain in Luke 7. So... Um, this is the third one, but it's the only one in John's Gospel, and this is one of his signs. We'll talk about the difference between resuscitation and resurrection later on. So anyway, verse 2, Mary was a very devo devoted follower of Jesus. She is the one who had anointed the Lord with ointment. This is chapter 11, verse 2, and wiped his feet with her hair. Um, so very devoted. And the whole family were believers. And these are the ones that Jesus blessed by performing this miracle. So there is a benefit to following Jesus because he will act in your behalf supernaturally. Right? Right. Right. So verse 3 the sister sent word to him, Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, him who, he whom you love is sick. So when you have trouble, do you call on Jesus? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we learn how to do that, right? Right. After we're believers, we learn how to do that. You know, we don't know that before we're believers. Um, if you come to the Lord when you're young, you call your mother when you have trouble, <laughs> you know, or your father. Usually your mother's more available, your father's at work. Um, but when you become a believer, you start to learn that Jesus is the one to call. And First uh, John 5.14 tells us, This is the confidence we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That is an extremely practical verse. Right, we thank you for the blessing of unanswered prayer. Don't we? Because we ask things that if he gave us if he gave us what we asked, it would not be good. And he knows that. So um, unanswered prayer can be a blessing. The answer is no. That's right. The answer is no. And you know that is um, good. Many times we, you know, a lot of times we look in the rearview mirror. Sometimes quite a ways in the rearview mirror and realize that was the right. The Lord did the right thing. <laughs> You know, like he needs us to justify him. So verse 4, 
When Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So this family was chosen by God to glorify him. Just like the blind man in chapter 9, Jesus says he was born blind for that very purpose, that he would glorify God by being healed and also coming to faith through that healing. So verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister, whose name is Mary, and Lazarus. Does Jesus love you? Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Right? That, that, that is really a very deep theological song. <laughs> so in verse 6, now this is interesting. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he then stayed two days longer in the place where he was. So why do you think he's doing that? He wanted to make sure he was good and dead. Cold stone dead. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted there to be no uh, questioning. So, you know, what is the man's greatest fear? Death. Yes. Death. We put it out of our mind. If you're an unbeliever, you push it to the back of your mind. And if it rears its ugly head, you push it back again. And you keep pushing it back. And, uh, you know, sometimes you'll anesthetize yourself with drugs or do whatever you can so that you don't think about it. But, yeah, that is our greatest fear, death. And Jesus is going to demonstrate here that that does not need to be a fear anymore. So um, <clears throat> I still think about it. I'm not afraid of it, but I'm nervous about it. <laughs> I'm nervous sort of about pain, you know, and, and that if, but you know, there's, we have these like Fox's Book of Martyrs where people are burned at the stake and stuff like that. And uh, I can't remember the saint that he was torched. And one of his friends said, you know, if, if you're doing okay while this is going on, raise your hands if it's not hurting you. And he did. He raised his hands. It wasn't hurting him. And, uh, you know, I think the Lord will, will do that for people to make your, your entrance into the intermediate state not terrifying. I think he will do that for you. So verses 8 through 10, the disciples had a concern. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Because Bethany was very near Jerusalem, two miles. And uh, Jesus and the disciples were up in Galilee the last time Jesus was down there the Jews tried to kill him. And so Jesus' answer is, are there not 12 hours in the day? If, someone, if anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Now, does that response make sense with the question? 
question is, Rabbi, you're going there, they're, the Jews were going to stone you. And he said there's only a certain amount of time. He had a timeline. Right? Jesus is the only man where his life was written out in detail ahead of time. And he knew that he had to do certain things, and he had to do them at a certain time. And he also knew that no one could hurt him unless he allowed it, which would be nice to have that power. <laughs> um, so he's going because it's time to go, irrespective of what the Jews think they were going to do. And then he tried to explain to them what was going on with Lazarus. And again, he's a little he's cryptic at first. He said, Lazarus has fallen asleep. They said, well, he'll get better then if he's sleeping when he's sick. You know? And then he came out and said, Lazarus is dead. So actually going back to verse 9 and 10, um, I looked up in the Bible Knowledge Commentary what they thought of that. And they made the comment, and I think this is true. Anytime you're walking in God's will, that is where it's safe. Okay, God's will may seem scary, but if you're walking in God's will, that is the safest place to be. And that's what he was doing there. And then Thomas, you know, Thomas has the nickname Doubting Thomas. Here, he's Brave Thomas in verse 16. Therefore, Thomas, who is called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go so that we may die with him. Thomas was ready to go die. He did doubt, but he was brave. <laughs> this was before that. And for 2,000 years, we've called him Doubting Thomas. He got a bad rep. <laughs> 